0: Welcome to the A to Z Sports powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on demand sports.network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also hit find those show links on Twitter and our Instagram story. Uh, Also hit us up on TikTok. We're going to have some really good rookie minicamp coverage coming up next weekend uh, but also got to thank our sponsors before we dive into the show because they make it happen for everybody including you guys Wilson County Hyundai if you need a new car go check out Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon or at their website simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. the bone and joint institute boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care boneandjointtn.org and farm bureau health plans get better with farm bureau health plans better coverage better rates better service Learn more about a plan for you at slash atoz. Speaking of the Bone and Joint Institute, a I, I golf clap for effort. Connor Ingram, much better in goal last night uh, for the Preds, uh, losing still in OT two to one, but way better than losing to a touchdown to a safety like they did the other night.
1: No, yeah, you're right. And he played, he played very, very well. And that was a really good game. That was that was playoff hockey right there. Unfortunately, and I call it like I see him. Once that that puck hit the back of the net, I said this series is over. And that uh, and but and I thought they could have had a chance if they came back home one one and maybe yeah. mucked this thing up. But at the end of the day, that's hockey, and uh, the ABS are the better team. And unfortunately, they got the win last night.
0: I'm going to make a uh, pun uh, that only true Preds fans will understand. <laughs> Connor Ingram played admirably. <laughs> uh, so if you get that, then you get that. If you don't, then you don't. But we did have a dog talk segment yesterday with the Bone and Joint Institute about the uh, ankle injury for UC Saros. It does not sound like he has a chance to get back whatsoever for this series. And uh, who knows uh, as the Preds get going. All right, Zach. We have, yet, we have yet to dive deep into this draft class whatsoever. Nine guys. We've talked some Traylon Burks. We've talked uh, some Malik Willis with all the Tannehill and A.J. Brown conversation. We haven't talked a lick about Roger McCreary, Nicholas uh, Petit Frere. Uh, we haven't talked anything about Hassan Haskins or Kyle Phillips or Chig Oconquo or Theo Jackson, the local kid, or even your Ole Miss Rebel, uh, Chance Campbell. So you, you send A.J. to Philly and you bring in another Ole Miss Rebel uh, to replace that. So... A lot of good things with this Titans draft class. And I just named them basically in order they were picked. They all have one thing in common, Zach, and that is their play physicality. That is the theme that John Robinson drafted with this nine person draft class play physicality. And that is regardless of height and weight or position. That is regardless of any of that. All nine of these guys. Play physicality. It is really impressive. I don't care if it's Petit Frere, the offensive tackle, weighs 300 pounds, or Hassan Haskins, who's 230 pounds, the tight end or the linebacker or the 5 foot 11 slot receiver. They are all physical dudes. Roger McCreary, 511 190. Kyle Phillips, 5 189. Basically drafted me, but those two dudes at 190 or less. Are, are so competitive and physical with how they play their position in the game of football that you cannot love can not not love them when you watch those two guys, McCreary and Phillips, play football. And it's like that for everybody. Even the quarterback, Malik Willis, plays with a physicality that might remind people of Steve McNair. I'm not comparing the two, but the play physicality of being able to run around, break through tackles, and and be strong with the football. It it really is impressive with the with how they've drafted all nine of these guys, different shapes, different sizes, but they all have that one thing in common.
1: Well, and that's not surprising, right? Because this is what John Robinson said to us at his literally his opening press conference when he got hired is what type of team he wanted to build and that vision has been solidified with the hiring of Mike Vrabel, the success of Mike Vrabel, and the players that have been drafted and picked up in free agency. You know, now I will say, and I'm not gonna do what I did yesterday. I, I was a little trigger happy, and I was just I threw out the love of the show, and the chat was on fire. This is a good comment. Mm-hmm. Lane brings up, but do they love ball? <laughs> because that has been the Achilles heel of John Robinson. They can play physical on the football field, but do they love ball? That's kind of been and has gotten away from them in, in, in some draft picks and has has been very costly so, over the years.
0: So let me answer that question by saying this. Like these guys play physical through competitiveness. Right? Like, but do they not, love ball? <laughs> yeah. Well if you're if if you don't love ball, then you're probably not that competitive on the field. Right, that kind of does that not go hand Ask in hand? Ask Kevin
1: Dodd and Isaiah Wilson. You know, what? those two things okay, come yeah, because up in my those, head. Look, were those two guys competitive? Would you I, Isaiah it, Wilson on the field was? I mean, you looked at his tape. Yeah, did you did you watch the Georgia tape? Maybe you're you're just thinking of his boat video in Miami. No, I'm
0: thinking of that what, was a different type I, of physical. I, I, I don't. All I right, you're right because I'm basing what I saw of Isaiah Wilson of his lazy ass in practice with his ass up in the air because he's out of shape.
1: That's not why they drafted him. He wasn't
0: even uh, able to be competitive in Titans practice because of how out
1: of shape he was. Right? So that's why I brought up Lane's comment. You know, do they love ball? And so they may play physical. And I like that. I think, you know, this is not a finesse league. Now, you can try to finesse it with, you know, the style of play. But that's not the team they have right now. Will that be the team they have on down the road? Maybe. Malik Willis may bring that to the table if he becomes the Titan starter at some point in time. But right now, Derrick Henry is the centerpiece. He's always been the centerpiece for the last two years, and he's got a chip on his shoulder coming off from injury. That has not changed. And what I think looking at this draft class, and based on what you said, Austin, mm-hmm. the physicality complements what this team wants to do. Yeah. This team will not be the same team that – the, th- the three years from now, that team will be, right? Just like it wasn't, you know, when Marcus Mariota was playing. It's a different team. But for this particular roster, I felt like they achieved uh two things. I think first, they drafted a lot of players because they needed more players to come in there and compete because it's not the same roster of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown of last season, right? Now, there's a lot of familiar faces on the defense, right? That has kind of... Hung hung tight, which is good. But that was the first thing that I noticed. The number of players that domino was affected by AJ Brown. They didn't have a second yeah. round pick, and then all of a sudden the trades started to come in. And the other thing is, I do think looking at the board and all nine of them, I sit there and I look, these guys do seem smart and savvy. One of the things that you pointed out was the 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 physicality. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at I look at the the draft pit for for Auburn and Rogers McCreary, Roger McCreary, I feel like tenacious, right? That's kind of how he plays. When I saw him on tape, I I watched some of his play. I've kind of felt the same thing. You know, Traylon Burks goes up and gets the football, right? He's not a Kendall Wright body catcher. That's not him. Well, he has, he
0: needs to, he, he, at times, uh, Burks does have some body catching issues, but most, receivers and in college do that's a that's a trait you have to continue to get better at
1: once you get to the NFL right uh, the offensive tax uh, tackle out of Ohio State uh Petit, Petit Ferrer. Ferrer yeah it, you you sit and you watch his film now and this is actually pretty interesting he's a very good run blocker uh, that was kind of what what got him up the board of where he is He did struggle, and this is something he can work on, right? He's a rookie. He did struggle against superior pass rush, and that's something that can be taught. I think that he can learn that skill. It's going to be tough, but in college even, the first great characteristic of that tackle, though, is run blocking. That's what they need right now. Derrick Henry still moves the needle for this team, and I thought they got very complimentary pieces For what they're trying to do now, they're not quitting. Now, I I think, you know, with them drafting Malik Willis, them trading away AJ Brown, them drafting a rookie, you know, with their first round pick in, in, uh, 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 in, in Traylon Burks, excuse me, you sit there and you feel like this is, man, they're, they're rebuilding, right? That, that terrible word that no fan wants to hear. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily feel like they were rebuilding. They were just adjusting, right? They still believe in the core of their team. Ryan Tannehill's is still the quarterback. Derrick Henry's still the, the running back. They they have complementary pieces around it. The defense is probably better than it ever has been.
0: Oh, the defense is as good as it's been since like 2008 when you right? had the chain gang up front.
1: So I didn't feel like it was a rebuild, but Love. I do feel like it was an adjustment. And we yeah, haven't an seen adjust- that adjustment in a few years.
0: Yeah, Tanner says the Titans are remodeling. I, I think it's a reload and a retooling. A renovation. Kind of yes, it, it, it's a renovation, but the renovation, you know, while the finished product always makes you feel great, man, it's a pain in the ass to have to redo the kitchen while you're living in your house, right? And
1: so, <laughs> Yeah, everybody's <laughs> walked into a house when they're doing those, and it's like... Ugh, you guys are living here. This is tough. But yeah. then you go back and you're like, "Wow, this looks really
0: good." It's like, "Oh yeah, we're redoing our uh, the master bathroom." Yeah, yeah. So you're sleeping in the guest room or on the couch while you're doing all that, right? So there, there's you have to adjust, and there's going to be some growing pains and some remodeling pains, uh, pains to go along with it. Juggy says the Titans are going to be ass. Uh, that's like, that's and, the and that, that,
1: look. That's a fair opinion. <laughs> Juggy can have that opinion, and you know what? Juggy may be right at the end of the day. I have no but idea. I don't
0: think he's right I, because. You know, we talk about changing direction in, like, with the Malik Willis and AJ Brown moves. I, I, I don't think it's a, it does feel like a shift, but they're not changing direction. The, the same traits that the Titans prioritize were reloaded in this nine-person draft class.
1: I think they're starting to change direction, but they have not changed.
0: Right. But, but I, I there's you know, a talked We talked about the importance of. Having this rookie class help this core win in 2022, we talked about that when AJ Brown was still in Nashville. AJ Brown is going to be a talking point over the entire summer until we see Traylon Burks working against like the Bucks and the Cardinals in joint practices in August. We're gonna that's gonna be a continued question mark until Week One kicks off and beyond. Right, There's still a question on that. But I do really, really like a lot of these pieces they filled in after Burks to, to complement the rest of the core of this organization. So let's go ahead and ask our question now.
1: Before we get to that, I, I do want to say this, because Michael Billington brings up a good point. Mike Vrabel has shown he is able to get all the juice out of the team. And that is a great characteristic of a head football coach right can you get the most out of your team I think that was one of many reasons why he won coach of the year last year he got the most juice out of the orange now look in Isaiah Wilson's case if he can't be squeezed he can't be squeezed but you know Mike Vrabel I that's the type of coach that you want maybe in this redirect or remodel whatever we want to call it retool that's I think the kind of coach that I want when that ha- has to happen. Here's my one thing, and and then we'll get to the question. You know, yeah. Juggy eloquently said the Titans are going to be ass. Well, what is ass? You know, that I think is that also has to be divine, defined. Missing the playoffs, right? You know, and well, is that I, I don't know, right? With, with, Titans, with a yes. tough, <laughs> with a tough AFC and a really tough schedule, I don't know. I'm very curious to see how things shake out. My My favorite, my second favorite day of the year, of the sports year, and maybe I'm weird, is my first favorite day is the opening of NFL football and the second week of college football. Man, it just gives me chills thinking about, but I also love the schedule release. I sit there and I plan my fall. I sit there and say, who's going to be good? Because it's so hard because, you know, you have surprise teams. There's a lot of turnover. What the Titans have done is pretty damn impressive with the number of consecutive years that they've made the playoffs, right? I mean, not many teams have done what they have winning, done. Winning seasons, six consecutive seasons, right? That's impressive in its own right. This schedule is, I, I think will be the test of what Juggy really truly thinks On how this season's going to play out. Now
0: Scott says, "Ah, Week One, Titans at Eagles. Oh, that's the only way you can guarantee AJ Brown to be healthy uh, for the Titans Eagles game." All right, A to Z Sports here live (laughs) on later on. (laughs) Live on this Friday. Let's ask this question: Who is your favorite Titans draft pick from this class? It's just a simple question. You got nine options. Who is your favorite draft pick from this Titans class? But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. We did a dog talk segment yesterday with uh, Dr. Ronald Durr, who's a foot and ankle specialist. We talked about UC Soros and the high ankle sprain, what that means. Go check that out on our YouTube page. Also on our Facebook uh, for more reaction for Preds fans that want to know what the long-term impacts for UC Soros. He ain't coming back this this year, guys. But I I do think there's a positive look ahead for the long-term impact for see Sorrows. But whenever you get hurt, the experts are there for you. They have a specialist with any type of joint injury you could possibly think of. Check them out in Franklin. stadium Facility, bone facility. Boneandjointtn.org.
1: BetMGM. That, that is who powers us each and every morning. And we love BetMGM. We want you guys to download the app today. Tonight, NBA basketball. And I, I watched hockey last night because I'm a sports fiend. But tonight, ball night. Friday night, we got NBA Saturday, Sunday. I can't wait. Second round NBA. What we got for you A T O Z 200 for a $10 money line wager to win $200 if either team hits a three pointer. Well, that's going to happen. Threes are going to be flying tonight, baby. And that could be $200 right in your pocketbook. All you have to do is use that promo code ATOZ200. All one word, no spaces right there. Enter that promo code. New users getting hooked up by BetMGM.
0: A to Z Sports Live on this Friday asking you guys the question. A lot of comments are flying in. Who is, simple, who's your favorite draft pick from this class? Who is your favorite draft pick uh, from this class? I'm trying to scroll to the top because you guys are just flying them in here. Uh, I see a lot of, uh, here we go. Uh and Eric, thank you for uh for for pointing this out. My my ear warmers are now on as I, I had it in my lap, but you know, got distracted by the beginning of the show. But it just
1: looks like an oversized headband, which again I I, I allowed it yesterday, but it does look like just an oversized well, I told headband. you what
0: it was. It's it's a it's the visor version of a toboggan.
1: Like it's, it's does it have a, but but does it have the earmuffs or is it just an oversized?
0: No, it's, a, it's an ear
1: warmer. It's like wool. This it's an is oversized just, headband. It's an ear warmer. I mean, you can categorize it however you want. Is it an oversized headband?
0: No, headbands are for sweat or to keep hair out of your eyes. This is to keep your ears warm. There's a different like fabric. It's thicker than a, what a head looks kind
1: of like what Clay Thompson wears.
0: <laughs> no, it does not. This is if Clay Thompson wore this in the
1: court, he would look like a fool, like I do right now. He kind of wears it's close, It it's about maybe a half an inch less thick, but it's close. Watch Clay tonight.
0: Watch it. All right. So, who's your favorite draft pick? Steven says Malik Willis. Uh, Traylon Burks from Derek, Burks easy, Burks from G-Man, Burks from Titan Up, Burks from Tim. I think it makes sense because Traylon Burks was a popular fan choice going into the draft for the first round pick. Uh, Bryce comes in with Hassan Haskins, so excited for him. So whenever we get to a new name, we can pause and talk about that player for a second. I think Hassan Haskins is a really solid pick. I thought it was probably a little too early to go get him, where they got him, I thought they could have waited a second, but I you know, in hindsight, I like how the rest of the draft turned out. But Hassan Haskins, what's up?
1: Well, I was gonna say Haskins' numbers a little bit inflated because of his dominant performance against Ohio State. He, he scored five touchdowns, had like a ton of yards. Classic so when you look case at like of, his 20 touchdowns, really they're 15. I will well, give him 16. There's still a lot like, of freaking touchdowns. I, I I know, but I I I took a look again, I was box score reading. The second okay, they drafted right, him just okay, to get to know okay.
0: him. Okay. All right. All right. Time out. Because let's just say, like, in a game that Michigan absolutely had to win for the life of their program, Jim Harbaugh has gone how many years without beating Ohio State? You, we cannot take away from Hassan Haskins' production because he beat uh, Ohio State in the dirt. Like, no, we have it's to. A gr- th-
1: it's a great game, but I yes. do have to bring up that when and you so see 20 you, touchdowns, you, one game it, is five. Yeah, I don't care. It was the biggest
0: game of the season for Michigan in like 10 years. And Hassan Haskins was like, all right, mofos, ride my back. Let's go beat him. And they did it. So I think that's a, that's a positive check with Hassan Haskins. This is an obvious case of Mike Vrabel saying, holy hell, this guy just wrecked my alma mater. I want him on my team. I don't want him in my division in the NFL. That's exactly what this is like. Because thought- it's a Michigan guy that beat the crap out of Ohio State and so you've got to... That's a positive for us on Haskins. That he I rose to the occasion so much that he dominated one of the best programs in the country in, in a, on a 60-minute session. Dominate. They,
1: they drafted Haskins because I feel they had already gone the scat back route in in Darrington-Evans, and it didn't work, right? And so they went a little bit closer to Henry in that pick. I, I do agree with you. It's, it was probably maybe slightly too early but we always know there is a trump card in the draft. If you love a guy, he's on your board. He's a, a, at a high point, you draft him. And I felt like they did that, obviously, with Malik Willis by trading up to go get him. And I think they did that with Haskins as well.
0: Yeah, and so somebody said, Hassan Haskins isn't very fast. Yeah, you know, He he is not like your, your, your huge uh, 40 guy. But, you know, he's fine. I mean, it's not like... he's he's fast enough, he's strong, and he will blow your face up with his shoulder and his stiff arm and his helmet. He's a physical runner, and he fits what the Titans want to do when it comes to the zone read scheme that they
1: like. And look, and I brought up the Michigan game, and Ethan says, Zach's logic, I'm not going to factor in their best performances. That was a singular performance, Ethan. And you shouldn't factor in just one performance. You draft a player... On the plural, right? So you kind of messed up your quote. It is performance. That's what I picked out with the five touchdowns. You draft a guy based on his performances over the course of a season. That, can he help your football team in the long haul? And obviously the Titans looked at the tape and where they drafted him. And they said, yes, this is the guy. This is the, and it's it's not necessarily a change up back. It's more, and, and this is where I think they won. I think they looked at what, uh what uh foreman did for him last year and said let's get closer to that and less to you know the small shifty back that can get into the backfield and for screen passes just because that's not their offense
0: yeah and d's right haskins will will be the deontay foreman
1: like they they learned that from
0: foreman well because if you go look at what he does like like We watch Titans practices. We see the drills that Derrick Henry does. They put the trash cans out to replicate the linemen. And they have Derrick Henry do the zone read reads of who fills what gap, who fills the other. And Hassan Haskins does the same thing at Michigan. And Xavier says, well, Haskins get reps this season. Uh, Hassan Haskins will be active on game day because he's outstanding on special teams. I, I don't know how many carries he's going to get because Uh, We like what we saw from Dontrell Hilliard last year, and there's a trustworthiness to that. But Asana Haskins will be, I think he'll be active 46 because he can blow up people on special teams. And obviously we know the Titans value that a lot. Uh, Let's go back and talk about more of the favorite draft picks. Um, Zach, what are you seeing from some others in the chat about this?
1: Well, I'm going to go with mine. And, you know, I I could troll your ass and just say Chance Campbell to see your reaction, but I won't. My favorite, and I, I, we came up with this question. And I do love Chance Campbell. And I, love I, 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 I I, love the way he plays. He changed Ole Miss's. Ole Miss had a terrible, terrible defense for years and years and years. They were missing the Chance Campbell, and he's a transfer, right? They were missing that that type of player in the center of their defense, and he helped them a lot last year to get to the Sugar Bowl. But I looked at this and the question is, who is my favorite? So I combined favorite with kind of best because you know I I want that player to do well over the long period, mm-hmm. a long period of time throughout his Titans career. And I looked at it and I said, Is there a better grade than I gave Malik Willis yesterday with a minus? And I've come to the conclusion that the answer is no. Oh. Malik Willis Malik Willis is my favorite out of this draft class because I was an advocate. I say what I mean and I mean what I say I felt like the Tennessee Titans should put pressure on Ryan Tannehill and they did. They didn't just help him and try to run it back. They sat there and they retooled, they pivoted and they put pressure on Ryan Tannehill. And I think, and I look at a draft class and I say, who's going to make the most impact to a team over the course of a long period of time and I said the guy the guys that could probably do that are Burks and Willis Malik Willis is my answer I like the pick I like where they drafted him I like his this the opportunity of a ceiling for Malik Willis is very high in my opinion look he could he could fall and he could he could not do very well but he's a third round pick. So my diagnosis out of the nine draft picks, I don't see one better than an A minus, in my opinion, for what he can do for this football team over the long haul. Malik Willis is my answer.
0: Uh Josh says, How does a how does a late third round pick define a draft class? Well, Josh, I'll just say, uh, who is the hold on hold on. Who is the um player on your YouTube profile? Kevin Byrd's a third round pick. I think I'm pretty sure he defined a draft class.
1: Josh got got.
0: Also, um, ask the Seattle Seahawks from the 2012 draft how I how a third round pick defined the draft class.
1: Mister Unlimited.
0: Yeah, Russell Wilson was pretty good at pick seventy five in the third round. Oh gosh, so there's twice that Josh just got duped.
1: Well, no, it, the worst one was his profile, <laughs> his avatar.
0: Now the thing about the thing about his profile picture, he, he did say. Late third round. Kevin Byer was a higher third round pick, but still a third round pick. But yeah, Russell Wilson is pretty good. And that's, look, I, I, Ryan Tannehill is so much better than what Matt Flynn was uh, in that situation with Seattle, right? But, I mean, that's a legitimate, like, hope. Like, Titans fans, you hope you found a Russell Wilson in Malik Willis. a guy. But again, two very different situations. I, but
1: I don't know how this is going to work, but Malik Willis, let's always pinch ourselves. He was projected to be a first round pick, guys. Yeah. Like we we always have to remember that. Now, projections are not reality, but Malik Willis was projected to go in the first round of the NFL draft. Now, be it a probably not a great quarterback draft class, but who cares? That's what it was. To yeah. get a guy who is projected in the first round and the third round, I that is. That's really good.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I think we, I think we found the love of the show because Bryce just says, uh, Matt Flynn never threw three interceptions in a playoff game in his defense. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Facts.
0: Uh, Facts. Facts. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, (laughs) Oh, Josh, he goes, I wasn't even talking to you, Austin. My God. Well, you you were responding to Zach talking about, uh, you know, the third round pick being his favorite of the class. Chirp, I think chirp, it, chirp. Yeah, I think it fit. You don't have to be talking to me but for me to come after uh, where I thought you were wrong. But I like the Malik Willis pick after I initially didn't. And that is the same thing of my answer for this question of who is your favorite draft pick of this class? Another guy that I was like, what? Why? But I love him. Roger McCreary. Like, Roger McCreary is my favorite guy. Because Roger McCreary... Uh, went 35 overall higher than a lot of people thought. And when everybody saw Roger McCreary like a corner, really? What, why Roger McCreary is going to be a fan favorite because he reminds me of the competitive nature of Cortland Finnegan without the, with more physicality and and better attributes. Cortland Finnegan was a, was a try hard and I like Cortland and you guys love Cortland Finnegan but Roger McCreary is so much more talented and athletically gifted than Cortland Finnegan. The only knock you can have on Roger McCreary is that he's kind of got shorter arms, but the dude is so sticky that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have short arms when you're in somebody's back pocket the entire game. It like You talk about Hassan Haskins blowing up Ohio State's defense and rising to the occasion. Roger McCreary's best game was against Alabama with John Mechie and Jamison Williams healthy. Roger McCreary is a beast. He is exactly what you're looking at from a cornerback. Like uh, Mr. Clean says Cortland was just a dog. That's Roger McCreary too. 5'11", 190, but he will tackle you with his shoulder. He puts his face mask on the football when he tackles. He doesn't dive at ankles or try to trip up guys or arm tackle or hang on to one leg and wait for his teammates to come no dude the guy thumps roger mccrary is not just good in coverage he's good in man he's good in zone he's good outside he's good inside he's good in the run game you're gonna like roger mccrary because he's really competitive Like, like the guy is gonna be on the field
1: so we've got to bring this player up because i do think it will be a fan favorite and I, I. I'm very excited to see him on the field. And that is Kyle Phillips. He has Hunter Renfro vibes. And whether you like Hunter Renfro, that dude is productive. He makes people miss in the open field within his route. Not not I'm not talking about after the catch because you know the speed maybe not there compared to the cornerbacks, but his routes are precise. He's reliable. That's the type of guy that I think the Titans needed, right? I mean, and they tried that a couple of years ago, uh, and it didn't work out. I think this is that this is the type of draft pick that you get with the value that can supersede probably going out in free agency and trying out there and overpaying. I really like Kyle Phillips. And I, I think down- whatever quarterback is going to play with him is going to really like Kyle Phillips.
0: I was down of answering this question, your favorite draft pick with McCreary and Phillips, who are both the two smallest guys in this class by a long shot, right? You Burks 225, Haskins 228, uh, Chig two thirty two forty. 240, big guys, Chance Campbell's 240 plus, you know even even Theo Jackson we haven't talked about yet is 62 200 plus pounds. But McCurry and Phillips are both 511 189 190ish. The only thing you the only thing I actually dislike about Kyle Phillips is that Phillips is spelled with one L because that's <laughs> going to be something that nobody's ever going to get right. Like it drives me insane because go to the chat and like I literally Jake is the only person I've seen get it right with the one L in Phillips. Because Tim didn't do it right. uh, you, you uh, Eric did it right. How about that? Actually, Dad got it right, too. But seriously, Kyle Phillips having one L in his last name will drive me crazy. But you absolutely love the player.
1: So two things. You know, Marvin, I know that you will share this sentiment, Austin. Uh, don't let him wear the number 10. No, no. And you want him to be not this 10 for the Titans. A lot like Adam Humphreys, you want him to be Tampa Bay Buccaneer Adam Humphreys. The reason why he got the big contract was his production with the Bucs. He was open. Now, look, he it was an offense and a throwback with Dirk Cutter and a bunch of you know weapons, and he had open space. But Kyle Phillips, here's the other thing: Kyle Phillips get a get opportunity with Julio Jones and AJ Brown, and the season worked out where Kyle Phillips would have got a ton of opportunity last year because they were both hurt. But I think Kyle Phillips in training camp will get a lot of opportunity. And he could be the surprise of camp. I, and I don't want to go out on a limb completely and say that, but I got a feeling. I just have this like weird inkling that Kyle Phillips, because he's a practice guy, right? He just seems like a practice guy, the guy that's going to go 100%, the Rudy that makes guys miss an open space in his routes, gets open, catches the football and they move the chains. I think preseason is going to be his time to shine. I hope, I hope that Kyle Phillips climbs the ladder and all of a sudden he's starting. I I, I really want that to happen. The opportunity is there because they don't have a slot receiver. That's
0: as polished as he is now. Mason Kinsey does have a couple practice squad years under his belt. And, has that head start on Kyle Phillips, but they drafted Kyle Phillips for a reason. I, I think the Titans love Kyle Phillips. I think the Titans love what he brings to the table. And, and Kyle Phillips and Roger McCreary drive the theme home that led off the show of play physicality. Like, Kyle Phillips does not look intimidating whatsoever, but somehow he breaks tackles, he carries guys, he gets open, he makes corners run circles, uh, because of his route ability and he catches contested passes and, and he Kyle Phillips is everything you want from a slot receiver. And I liked Adam Humphreys a lot. Adam Humphreys was very good. He just could not stay healthy. He had an ankle injury, unfortunately, and then a concussion that did him in. Uh, and so Kyle Phillips also returns punts really well. And there's
1: like, and he Kyle has that Phil- reliability. You know, we always look at Mark Mariani. That guy was reliable. You you wanted, when the punt went up, you knew that something bad was probably not going to happen. Now, not always was it going to be returned for a touchdown. And Marianne had a lot of those. But that's that's what they need. They need to secure the ball for their offense to go to work. They can't make mistakes. Also, I wanted to ask you okay. your personal opinion because you watched, I mean, I, I watched all of his games too, but I didn't necessarily pay attention to his career. Six-round pick Theo Jackson out of your alma mater, Tennessee. What was your thoughts up there?
0: Um, I well, one Theo Jackson from my parents' alma mater, Overton High School, as well. Uh, so Overton Bobcat, which is pretty cool, right? Like it's all like there hasn't been a lot of opportunities for Titans to draft Nashville kids. So first and foremost, I think that's just flat out sick. I mean, it's awesome. In his press conference right after being drafted, he was at his family's draft party for him. He talked, his uncle uh, has had a suite in Nissan stadium for years for the Titans. He grew up going to Titans games. So like, that's a new thing for Titans, for the Titans organization to draft one of their diehard local fans, because it just, there hasn't been a lot of generations of players that grew up like Theo Jackson did. So I think that's awesome. I think that's great. I also think Theo Jackson's a really good pick because He's not like as athletically gifted as Dane Cruikshank. He's not as explosive or fast as Dane Cruikshank, but I think he's just as physical and just as versatile. The Vols played him this year all over the place. Deep safety, box safety in the slot. Uh, They blitzed him a lot. He's really good in recognizing the play before the snap and reacting. He's a sure tackler, got good ball skills. So I think Theo Jackson's going to make the roster. I don't know what his game day role is going to be, but I do think he makes the roster uh, as a developmental defensive back that can help you out with that Dane Crookshank type cover the tight end role as a dime safety. And we have learned the Titans love playing dime. The Titans led the NFL in teams that played the dime. It was their second most used package with percentage of snaps. They had their base package and then their dime package with three safeties is what they went to after that. So I think Theo Jackson in time can help that.
1: As we touch on these draft picks, I do want to bring up, because I did have kind of a, uh, during the draft, when Jelani Woods went to the Indianapolis Colts and paired him with Mo Cox. that I, uh, that's, I think, a little bit scary. Um, I didn't like seeing that because we were high on Jelani Woods. Now we missed on him in in our mock draft, and the Titans missed on him on their draft. But they replaced that, and I think they get a, a good, you know, develop developmental tight end, which we talked about them needing in you know, Okongwo. What do you think about him?
0: Um, you know, I don't know much about Chig, but his traits fit the tight what the Titans want. Like he's a he, I mean, his, you talk about the the guys the Titans drafted in their comp, you know, the comp for Traylon Burks was AJ Brown. The chunk, the comp for Chig Okonkwo was Janu Smith. And so if Chig can become Janu Smith, then I think you got something there. The fastest 40 time of any tight end at the combine this year, he's a good enough blocker at this point in his career. He's got natural hands. Uh, and he stepped up and had his best games for Maryland. Um when they needed him, like the Ohio state and the Michigan game were the best that he played too. And so I, I think Chig's got high upside, but I, I don't think, um, you know, he's not Jelani woods upside. And Drew says he is as tall as Jelani woods. No. Chig is like six three two thirty eight. 238 Johnny woods is six, seven. So Johnny woods is a different type of athlete, but I, I do like, <laughs> I, I do like what Chig could become. Yeah.
1: Well, how do they get him out in space, right? They did a very good job with Janu with the tight end screens and letting him run, right? And that, I think, is a good way to kind of enter him into an offense, right? Give him some simple assignments. So I I, I, I like the pick. Again, I, I had the sigh with Jelani Woods, but you can't always get all your, your guys that you want. But I, look, it checked a box. They had to draft a tight end. They needed to do yeah. that. And if he can come in there in a role and learn and, you know, he's behind, you know, Hooper and Swaim. How can you take a little bit from both guys, you know, that are veterans? They've been, you know, in the league for quite some time and then develop your skills over the next couple of years. As we've said, Janu Smith maybe is the bar. Janu got a big contract, right? Janu's, Janu was uh, drafted by the Tennessee Titans. That was a successful pick. He went somewhere else. But that's the industry, right? When a guy gets overpaid, and let's just face it, the Patriots overpaid Jonu Smith. I think the Patriots and all their fans would tell you that today. But they got the most out of Jonu, and it was a great bridge from Delaney Walker. Can Chig be that? Can he develop in year three as the starting tight end, and all of a sudden, whoa, this is really good value for fourth Uh, round? it
0: It better be year two. Because Austin Hooper's a one year contract guy. J- Jeff Swain's a one year contract guy. So you can use Chig in a way as a, that, the bring along tight end early on as a, you know, what, fifth round draft picky, fourth or fifth? Fifth round, I think it was. Uh, and But you got to make sure that he can be ready to go next season. Um, the last thing I, I want to say about Kyle Phillips is, and you'll relate to this Kyle Phillips is the guy in pickup basketball. That's just better than everybody that you didn't expect to be better than everybody. But he is the, he walks out on the court. He hits shots. He crushes you up. He plays hard defense. He has every little nuance about how to get open, how to get the shot off. You can't block his shot. You think you can block his shot. You can't, you can't stay in front of him. He out rebounds you, but you got five inches on him. He is the guy that whips everybody on the court.
1: And, and you, and I've they, seen that guy. I've played against that guy. He's wearing a blue cutoff shirt with white shorts and white shoes. I've seen it so many times, and he dominates. He hustles out, hush you, and he has the athletic uh, athletic ability. And he'll hit. This is where I think the, I love the analogy because I love pickup basketball. Yes. He's the guy that will hit 16 footers. He steals two points. That's a guy, you know, everybody in pickup is trying to get a layup or a three pointer, mostly a three pointer because it's Steph Curry. He's the guy that goes, gets two points, doesn't miss the layup because he's going to pull up on you and 16 foot your ass. And you're like, damn, that's another two points. They're up by eight all of a sudden. So I, I, I am with you. The Titans need that. They and it goes to the theme of the show, which is the theme of the Titans draft that fits the mold of what they were trying to do. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh Steven says Phillips is the the dude at the YMCA that you love on your team, but you hate when you're like, I don't want to guard this guy again. Like if you know if you have to play multiple pickup games against Kyle Phillips, you're like I really don't want to guard this guy for the third game in a row. Like, can somebody else? Well, he's not it? tired. He's like, I- I'm exhausted. And Kyle Phillips, like y'all want to run it again? And I'm like, dude, come on. We need a break. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's who Kyle Phillips is. And so, uh, yeah, absolutely. A to Z sports here live uh, on this uh, Friday show. There's one guy we haven't talked about really. I mean, you brought him up early, but we kind of moved on from it. It's Petit Frere.
1: I, again, I like the pick. I think he's going to be a good run, but I thought that that was with what his skill set is coming into the league. Can he help this team out of the gates if called upon? And my answer is yes. And so that's why I like the pick. You're constantly going to be drafting tackles. It's just a part of football. You're trying to find your next tackle that will honestly do what Taylor LeJuan or Dennis Kelly did for this team, right? They gave them good years. And, you know, Lawan gave them really good years early. And then the PEDs and, you know, the ACL obviously hiccuped what he's done. But Taylor Lawan is still a very, very dominant left tackle. You need a guy always behind that in case something happens. I liked that pick. Uh, You know, the Ohio State thing, I did laugh to myself just because any Ohio State guy that they draft, I'm going to laugh because... You know it's Vrabel. It'd be like it's what you do with Tennessee and me do Ole Miss, right? Just the one. It's The only guy. No, I I, I know, but like
0: it's the first time they've drafted uh, an Ohio State player with Vrabel.
1: Right, but he's got Ohio State people all around him. I mean, that's just what w- w- what it is. I I did inter. I I did watch a couple of interviews. Smart, very smart, and and intelligent, and, and he plays I. With- I and that, I think, is kind of the polar opposite of Isaiah Wilson and what we found out, the right? Most,
0: the most impressive thing about his intelligence is that he, in the middle of, a, of in one game, Ohio State moved him from left tackle to right tackle in the middle of the game because they had to do it, and it was no problem. Like, that's hard. That's not easy.
1: Uh, this is a funny comment. And I didn't know if you knew this, Austin, but Ryan Tannehill actually played wide receiver in college. He did. And yeah. <laughs> YouTube right there, Tannehill should be slot wide receiver. I don't think that that's his calling. I think he's got one last, maybe two last, but one last two raw this season to prove his value. Man, the pressure and the weight on 17 is... Oh, I
0: mean, there's, there's a double down here. Tannehill needs to be the third wide receiver on this team. These are some these are some interesting takes. Yeah, very interesting. A to Z Sports, you're live on the show on this Friday. Let's go ahead and grade this overall draft class. Uh, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai.
1: Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you guys need to go to get your perfect make and model of your brand new car. That's at Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Look at their inventory. Payne Bone and his team. Family owned and operated. We love Wilson County Hyundai. And... They've got the Palisade, third row seating, they've got the Sonata, they've got the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. I mean, I know them all because Hyundai is a reliable brand. Fuel efficiency, you need that more than ever, especially heading into the summer months when travel is going to be abundant and if you're taking road trips, you're spending money on gas. Don't spend as much money on gas. They also have the Ionic, which doesn't need gas it is battery powered so they've got your perfect makeup model you've just got to find it at a great price that's wilsoncountyhunday.com don't
0: forget download the app betmgm do it right there use our code ATOZ200 you get a, uh, a $10 money line wager wins you $200 when either team hits a three pointer in that game so tonight uh bet on it NBA playoffs they got it going so just code ATOZ200 when you download the Ben MGM app a $10 money line wager wins you $200 when either team in that game hits a three-point shot Zach we're asking everybody grade the Titans overall draft class what are the people saying
1: well first one that I saw is just an F from John F because you can't remodel a house by burning it to the ground. Now, let's stop let's stop here. Now, John, obviously reaching a lot. Do you feel like they burned the house to the ground? No.
0: They had to do what they had to do. AJ Brown forced this situation.
1: I think we, it was AJ Brown in the living room with a torch threatening to burn it down. <laughs> so yeah, and like, you had to get, get, that get this guy out, out of here. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. No, you're right. A- yeah, and that's and that was like my analogy of on Monday of AJ Brown's reaction to the contract offer of you, know, you pull a prank on your buddy and then your buddy returns and blows up your car in, in retaliation. Like he just jumped so many levels with his 80 million dollar guaranteed demand. That, yeah, he was sitting there with a torch like, okay, I'm going to blow it up. I'm going to blow it up. Like, all right, fine, go to Philly, whatever.
1: But there was no lighter fuel in the actual, uh, you know, torch. That was the thing. I think it was a facade. I think, yeah, obviously he wanted $80 million, uh, he but I But I think him and CAA both knew that that was a completely overstep of the reality of what the deal they were going to receive. I do think, and we all agree, he got more money than the Titans were ever going to pay him. So, and that—that's what it was. But it shook up this entire draft, and it does affect the grade of this draft. I mean, it has to. Let's uh, let's go to the comments, and then did we you, will grade real quick,
0: it. Did you see the breakdown of AJ Brown's contract?
1: Uh, I don't believe so.
0: So I'm pulling it up right now on Spotrac. Uh, it's not.
1: Well, that. Uh, yeah, because year three is like astronomical, right? Or maybe it's year four. So the, the, the main thing is
0: his signing bonus was $23.2 million. That's, that's the cash that AJ got in his pocket right now was twenty three mil. million.
1: Life-changing. Huh? Life-changing.
0: Yeah, because he's only making $4 million this year. Or less than that, his base salary this year is under. What $1 is his
1: year three or year four salary? I, that's I think the one thing that stuck well, out
0: of the contract. Yeah. Well, basically, he's only got a he's only going to be with the Eagles for basically three years. Yeah,
1: that's what I that's what I saw.
0: Yeah, and the out is uh, fifteen million dollars in dead cap after the third year, before the last two years of the extension. So it's really a three-year, $57 million deal is what it is. It, it's really just three years for 57.
1: Well, uh, more money than the Titans were going to pay him. So. The
0: last two years, his base salary, Zach, in 2026 that he's never going to see yeah, is, this 30, is, it. is $30 million.
1: That, that's the number I was looking for. Again, I saw it at the, when it was first released. That's the number I was looking for. He's not going to get that money there, no. unless unless he is becomes Julio Jones, right? And no. he's in the prime of his career at
0: twenty nine. No, AJ Brown is never going to get that thirty million dollar base salary in twenty twenty six.
1: It's very unlikely, but if he becomes Julio Jones and he's in the prime of his career and he's coming off of a you know sixteen hundred yard season. He will get that money because the cost of wide receiver, if you look at it, if it, if Tyreek Hill's getting $30 million right now, God knows who the wide receiver is going to be getting in that year. So I, it's not as far-fetched as you think about it, if you really break it down. And But he's got to earn it, right? I mean, that money has to be earned. It's not given. And he wanted to be given money, and he was, $23 million right now. So I, yeah, like, I, I don't doubt A.J. Again, Brown— I wouldn't be surprised if he actually got it, but I think it's highly doubtful.
0: But Tyreek Hill, Hill's, this is ridiculous. Tyreek Hill's base salary in 2026 is $43.9 million. And he's not going to get that either. His highest base salary in 2025 is 21. Like that's the crazy thing about these contracts is that they're never going to get those base salaries. So A.J. Brown got a three-year, $57 million deal. Tyreek Hill from the Dolphins got four-year for 95. So a better deal than what A.J. got. But AJ's never going to see that $32 million in base. I, I don't Tyreek think Hill's
1: you can say never. You can't say never because of what I just said. But you it'll can't be say rest- never. It'll be rest- he might still be on the Eagles. It, it'll just be restructured at that point. It may not because of what the market will be. It's The market ain't going anywhere, pal. No, the no, no, the no, salary no. cap's just going through the roof. No, I'm telling you, here's what's going to happen. Like, listen to what I'm
0: saying this specifically for a reason. A.J. Brown will never get that base salary of $30 million in 2026 because... Well, no, I'll that, tell you why. I,
1: here, It's so simple. It's Devontae Smith. That's why he won't get it because they'll have to pay him.
0: Well, and my point that I was going to say is that before they approach 2026... They're gonna see holy crap, there's thirty million dollars. We need to restructure that into signing bonus and spread it out for five more years. <laughs> so he's never gonna get the base salary of 30 million dollars. It's just gonna be restructured into a signing
1: bonus. So he may re- get it just in a different way.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's again, it's gonna be moved around a lot because that's All right, a, so
1: that's including change. AJ Brown. How do you grade the Titans draft? Let's go to the chat. Double our, our agent man, Lou Man 007, he's given a B. Steven says B minus. Uh, W-plus, which is a new one from Stephen King. Solid B from Titans Kyle. B-minus from David. Got a couple of A's coming in from Scott and Dat. A-plus from Aaron. C-plus from Big Ten Jeff. Eric says A-minus. Mark says A. Um, I I struggle with the name. Oh, we're going to... Searing? Let's just call him Searing. Searing. A-plus. And look, he's been active, so shout-out to Searing. I mean, it's really an
0: A-plus with Ryan Tannehill at wide receiver.
1: Like right, that's what his take was. Jared says B, Billy says A minus, Randy says B. Jake says A minus, Dadson with an A, A from Titans tough, B plus from John Michael Presley, remodeling, but an A from Mark Jones. Aaron says B, Nate says A minus, Brent says B. Some good good comments coming in. Michael Billing Billington says A minus would be an A, but the subtraction of A, AJ lowers it, which sure. so we, we let's, take into let's account.
0: Pause there because- you don't have this draft class if you have AJ Brown, like because you only had a certain amount of picks. You gained nine draft picks. You gained two extra players because you trade away AJ Brown. I don't. If you keep AJ Brown, Traylon Burks doesn't make it to you at twenty six. If you so he, don't, if you keep AJ Brown, you don't get Traylon Burks. You don't get Roger McCreary. You don't get Malik Willis.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's it's dominoes, right? I mean, we all know that, right? Something and, has and to so, happen for this to happen.
0: Right. And and that's and so you have to lump it all together. You can't have, well, this but that it would have been that much better if AJ was still here. No, that's just impossible.
1: So, you know, including the AJ Brown, this is kind of where I'm at. I think in the me- immediate, it's probably a step back, and in the future, it could be a step forward but that's that's a lot of risk i mean right i mean we have no idea who will turn out out of these nine draft picks who you know what will happen will chase can chase can even make the team i don't know but i look at it and i say i probably give this particular draft a b minus because of the shakeup and the uncertainty a lot of that maybe it started at a b plus but the uncertainty gets me to a B minus. It's a good draft. It's not a great draft. Malik Willis could be good. Projection, uh, projected as a first round pick, but there's a reason why he fell. So you have to take that into account. And Traylon Burks, I don't know if he's going to be as good as AJ Brown. That's a really high bar, and it's a standard that all Titans fans will and should set for a first-round pick at 18 overall. I, I really thought about going C+, but I liked Malik Willis enough to give me in the B range, but too much risk and uncertainty over the long haul with a quarterback, a wide receiver, and some of the other picks. I grade this overall as a B-. I'm
0: higher than you are, um, and, and I, I'm i at a B plus. I like this draft a lot, and I remember doing this grade last year, I had serious questions about the Titans draft picks last year. I understood the Caleb Farley pick and I was okay with it because of the situation. I was befuddled at Dylan Radens, but I also knew that they had to make up for Isaiah Wilson. I did not think Dylan Radens was gonna be the right person to do it with. I was confused at Monty Rice just because of need. Now I think Monty Rice is going to be a good player for him, I loved Elijah Molden, despised Des Fitzpatrick, liked Rashad Weaver until it came out that he might have had a domestic violence situation. And then that went away. And then I liked Rashad Weaver. But I didn't feel great about... I, there was I had serious issues with last year's draft class. I feel really good about this year's draft class for the Titans. Like, I... I, I think the players they got, they're big school guys, all of them, power five conference players, minus Malik Willis, who's different, but he did start at Auburn. There's a lot of SEC. There's a lot of Big Ten. I think the theme that I understand about this draft class makes me feel better. I think they got really solid players late in the draft that will be able to complement the current roster very well. So I, I give it a B plus.
1: I think my hard, my, my, the hard part of that, and I, look, I respect and understand your grade, which I usually question sometimes, but I, I get it. I always go back to the same point. It's the state of the American football conference. What is the path to get to where you want to be? And that pot path is probably the hardest it has been. In decades, that conference is stacked. The emergence of Joe Burrow, what the Raiders have done, the emergence of Justin Herbert, the list goes on and on. Russell Wilson, who's a dominant player has a better team now. And Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, who have been there for the last couple of years, are the last ones I've mentioned. So Mac Jones and the Patriots, who the Patriots as a franchise is the most quality, respected franchise. Well, probably not respected, but quality franchise in winning football games and getting the most out of their players. The Jets had a sneaky good draft. If I looked at overall, like who had the best draft. I think the Jets are like top two. Now, Giants well, too. The Giants had, and they had a lot of ammunition. Yeah, but, yeah. there's a reason why, because they had a lot of opportunities. But I thought they picked very, very well. So what yeah. is going to happen? Tua and the Miami Dolphins, we didn't really talk a lot about because of Tua, but the Miami Dolphins, I think as a roster, are pretty good. They showed that at the end of the last season. Now, the Titans ruined their season by beating them at home towards the end to prevent them from going to the playoffs again. But for this draft, it doesn't scream win now because I don't know if the Titans can uh, win
0: now. I, I I honestly does do think it, it means – I think you can win now with these players. Because they fit what the Titans want to do. It make they all make sense.
1: They make sense for Derrick Henry. I, I led the show with that. They make sense but for the But I don't season. know if that's enough to win a Super Bowl, Austin. They, that's but, my problem. I don't I don't necessarily well, believe the, but, in the recipe. But the draft picks,
0: Tannehill's the reason why you don't know if they can win the Super Bowl. Not the draft picks. Right. But but the draft picks fit in holes. Like they needed playmakers on offense and they got polished products they didn't draft projects minus Malik Willis because you understand that different situation. Like, Roger McCreary is a win-now guy. Kyle Phillips and uh, who else? Uh, Petit Raylan Frere, Burks. Hassan Haskins, Burks, and Chig. Like, those guys are play-now guys in certain roles that the Titans have available. Like, and Chig's so maybe not- I
1: may look, and I, I will admit... Um, I'll admit my fault at looking probably more into Tannehill than the draft class, but Tannehill's gonna be utilizing these guys. And I don't believe in them. And I I I just don't. And that's my struggle. The setup of the team, I don't think, is good enough to win a Super Bowl. And that's what you're trying to do. You're not rebuilding. You're not the Jags. You're not the Texans. You're not the Jets. That's not your the stay your franchise. And so I I I'm probably influenced like, too much, so I admit that. but damn it, it just so drives me nuts. Chris
0: Chris stress nailed it because he said the Titans last year drafted projects. listen to this because I'm adding to Chris's list. Chris said projects like Raiden's, Fitzpatrick, and Racy McMath. All, those three guys were projects. Caleb Farley was a project. The Titans to this year, drafted play now guys who were productive in college who fit what they want to do and that are polished at their crafts like and I got the I get the guy on YouTube screaming at me saying they're all projects until they touch the field D'Lo, I understand that but these guys are more polished at their crafts than the guys they drafted last year Des Fitzpatrick is good as cut in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, you'd hope
0: and so. I, I, I mean, I, I really like what this group is.
1: Well, best part is draft class comes in. We find out on the field. And the one thing you are correct, they're ready to play. They're going to get an opportunity. They're going to get the ability to play and prove what their value truly is on the field besides Malik Willis.
0: <clears throat> All right, we've got jersey numbers for the new Titans draft class.
1: I would like to know this, and this goes right into my hot take jersey. Uh, it is a it's a prediction. Again, I don't have anything, uh, any knowledge, but it is a prediction, and it's based on history of uniform aesthetics. I, I, I study the history of uniforms. I'm really good at uni- uniform trivia. I've got a uniform trivia for the chat. I think you'll be able to get it, but – it is. It leads into my prediction. Austin, do you have the jersey numbers? Because I haven't seen them and I'd like for you to, to tell me what and they I are. It's
0: not in a graphic that I can take a screenshot of and show real quick. Uh, but Michael Billington, yeah, zero tens. <laughs> That's good. Do not hand out the number 10 for the love of God. Okay. In order, Traylon Burks, first round pick, wearing number 16. Sorry, Cody Hollister. All right. Number, uh, the second round pick, uh, Roger McCrary, wearing. Number
1: 21. Like that. I I like this.
0: Oh, God. 21 is a corner. Yes. All day long. Third round pick, Nicholas petit Frere, Offensive lineman wearing number 78. Makes a lot of sense. Running back, Hassan Haskins. Wearing a pretty successful running back number in Titans history. Number 28. Tight end, Chig Okonkwo. Wearing number 85. Makes a lot of sense. Kyle Phillips wearing number 18, good jersey number for Kyle Phillips there. Theo Jackson, local boy out of Overton and Tennessee, wearing number 29, filling that Dane Crookshank role with Dane Crookshank's number. And Ole Miss linebacker Chance Campbell wearing number 45.
1: Whatever they'll give (laughs) him. Whatever he (laughs) gets. I have uh, just because uh, we don't usually get on this conversation. I love forty numbers for running backs, and it is a thing that people don't like. I love forty numbers for running backs. Probably, I like that's why I like Foreman before he got seven. I'm uh, big forty guy running for, and maybe it's my Mike Allstott love of the you know it's a fullback, but still. Uh, all right, here's my. Here's oh, wait, prediction. I
0: skipped somebody. Malik Willis wearing number seven. <laughs> I, I completely skipped Malik Willis. Oh, no, yeah,
1: the biggest draft pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you look at Titans history and what happens, here's my prediction. And I think this is the best jersey swap I have seen. And there's some good Malik Willises. But here's my prediction. I think that when uh, a torch is passed and whenever that is, and Malik Willis gets his opportunity, the Titans will shift into this uniform combination more often at home. And they don't wear it and have only worn it a few times or a couple of times, really. It is right here the navy blue over white. This is my prediction. I think when Malik Willis becomes a starter, that's when you try to change your your combo, right? Your traditional Mm -hmm. combo. And I am a jersey nerd, so you may not care about this, but I do for some reason. I think this is a great jersey swap of Traylon Burks, but navy blue over white. Now, here comes my trivia. Austin, can you tell me two things? How many times have the Titans worn navy blue over white And what was the result of those games? Those are the two questions. It's a two-part question. Of last season? No, ever. They have not worn, and the hint is, they have not worn this uniform combination that often since they have changed to their new uniform set with the Navy Blue Helmets. So,
0: in the last four seasons? Yes. I want to say they lost to the Jets wearing those last year. That is correct. I want to say they lost to the Bengals the year before. In that jersey, that
1: is correct.
0: That's two, right? Those are the only two that remind that made me think about that. So I, that's not a good track record to lose to really bad teams wearing that on the road. In
1: it's true. It's very true. But the reason why you can't think of a third, because there is not a third. It's just those two? Those two. I like that uniform combination. I know they haven't had success, but I think when Malik Willis becomes the starting quarterback consistently, that's what they will do at home. And they, oh hell, he may be playing that in the new uh, stadium whenever they build that. But that—that that is my prediction. I saw that and I said, that's a damn good looking jersey swap of Traylon Burks right there. I mean, that looks really good. It does, it, it does. does look really good. So that was my uniform take of the show.
0: There you go. I don't, I don't hate it, but you know, zero and two with the two of the but worst. Win with it. Two of the worst losses in the last two seasons were with that uniform, so I, I don't know if they need to go with that.
1: And All right. look, not this year, but the following year, they're going with the Mike Munchak uh, throwbacks. Right? That was that was trickled out there by Jim Wyatt a few weeks ago. So that's right.
0: All right, let's wrap up the week with Ain't That Good News. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Your Health Plans.
1: Yeah, FBHP.com. That's where you guys need to go to change your health plan. FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z. That it will just frontline right there to where you need to be to start the process to change your health plan. I started that process. I completed that process. And now I'm reaping the benefit of that process. Better coverage, better rates, better service. I truly do get better coverage, and I save 20% per month on my health plan. 200 plus locations in the state of Tennessee. It's very easy. They run you through a health assessment. It takes 20 to 30 minutes. You answer a bunch of questions openly and honestly. You wait for the quote. The quote comes back And then, boom, your mind is blown. You realize this is much better coverage at a better rate. And I just talked to somebody, so it's better service. Farm Bureau Health Plans, FBHP.com, slash A to Z.
0: Ben MGM, download the app. When you do it, use our code ATOZ200. All you got to do is make your first deposit, then take $10, put it on a money line of an NBA playoff game. It doesn't matter if you're going to win or lose that. So pick whatever you want on that $10 money line wager. And then you will automatically win $200 when uh, a single three-point shot is hit in that game. It's as simple as that with BetMGM code ATOZ200, a $10 Moneyline wager in an NBA playoff game today, wins you $200 uh, in free bets when a single three-point shot is made. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 or older, Tennessee only. Uh, do customer offer all promotions, subject qualifications, and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued us now with free bets. or slight like credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. <laughs> Ain't that good news here on this Friday? Zach, what are the people saying about good news this week?
1: We've got some good news. Uh, well, Drew comes in here and says good news. We don't have to deal with diva Brown, which is <laughs> new talking about AJ Brown on social media anymore. Go Grizz Saturday. And, uh, you know, Brooks is suspended. I don't think he should have been suspended for that. You know, I thought that was kind of ridiculous. He should have gotten ejected, but he shouldn't have been suspended. So that's going to affect the Grizz. Jaws going to have to drop 50 in San Francisco. Um, uh, that's I can't wait for the NBA. I mean, that's good news in general. Uh, J Rome says, "Good news, we're revealing our mother to our mothers on Mother's Day that they'll be grandmothers again." So, congratulations wow. to J Rome. Well, J
0: Rome, I, I hope uh, your mom's not watching the show right now. She a sports fan. Ah, yeah. Spoiler alert. That's risky on you, but I appreciate you coming to us first before your mom.
1: Uh, so Jerome's said, announcing
0: pregnancies on the show, not to his family.
1: Right? We've we've done that. We did that, yes. We've announced before.
0: <laughs> we did do that. That was
1: fun. We have announced. I mean, that was actually pretty cool. I forgot that about that. That was really cool. Uh, we have announced pregnancies on A to Z Sports Live when they found out. That was a cool moment in A to Z fun. Sports yeah. history. Yeah. Uh, the real OGs know that. Uh, Aaron says My good news is the Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. Mother's Day's on Sunday, and it is going to be 80, 80 degrees in his area. I haven't checked the weather in Nashville, so I, I don't. Oh, know.
0: next week it's gonna be hot. We're hitting up. Uh, we're hitting ninety next week.
1: Yeah, I like that summertime. That's my kind of time. Ryan says, "My good news: been completely sober seventy-three days. Have struggled wow. since an adult." Ryan, that's mad. Props to you. I know you're a you're, you're consistent watcher of the show. So A to Z supports you in what you're doing. Um, keep going, my man. So that yeah. is good news. Awesome. Seventy-three days in counting. Keep the streak alive. Um, Stephen King says, good news, have on-demand series for favorite football team, guys who run runs it also pretty cool. So that's good. Good news. Good news. Good news. Big 10 Jeff. Good news taking his mom to Disney. We know uh, Jeff is a big Disney guy. Taking his, his mom to Disney this weekend, getting a preview of the new Guardian of the Galaxy coaster on Mother's Day before it opens. So we'll see a brief right there. Uh, Test BMO, for Jeff. Another uh, real OG of the show BMO good news him and his wife are celebrating 10 year anniversary been together for 16 years married for 10 so look that's a celebration yeah right um Jay uh Cornette says good news I found a way to charge for parking for (laughs) Nashville SC wedding money (laughs) oh that's probably the best oh yeah that's good right there that's what
0: I'm talking about Quick story. Right? <laughs> uh, the house I lived in in Knoxville, we had a parking lot that we charged for, and we could make like a legit, like thousand fifteen hundred bucks in cash on game day. And there was a couple times that, um, that never made it back uh, to where it was supposed to go after. Uh, it would just let up in the, the bars <laughs> on Saturday night after the game. But that was yeah, I
1: mean, $25 adds up. You got parking. We had a, we had a 90 year old lady
0: pay for parking Half cash, half moonshine.
1: That's the best deal you can have. That moonshine... For shine, college kids.
0: <laughs> that moonshine dissolved the paper Dixie cup real fast. You had to like pour it and shoot it. You couldn't wait. But that's...
1: Yeah. Uh, what. Uh, what is your good news, Austin?
0: Uh, I got two. Uh, one is a business-related good news. Two is a uh, personal good news. I'll start with the business good news. Uh, April ended on Saturday, right? So we had a... Great month of April, great draft, and we've talked a lot about our uh, about our website expansion over the last couple of months and the good news is that in the first 4 months of the year, A to Z Sports has 10 million website hits. Uh, you know January through April. So huge first 4 months. May has been ridiculous as well. So thank you to everybody who goes to our website a to z whether it's Titans, Vols, Preds, other NFL teams, uh, 10 million hits in the first four months of the year. Uh, that is uh, my first good news piece uh, for today.
1: Um, all right. That, that's excellent news. We uh, we all love that. And again, appreciate everybody for doing that. Uh, I've, I've kind of got a two-part good news. Uh, okay. My first part good news is uh, – one of my best friends from high school is getting married and we're having a little celebration with all my high school buddies. You know, as you get older, it's really hard to, you know, hang out like you used to, but uh, I've got a really good core group of high school friends, Wildcats forever for BGA uh, out there, but he's getting married and uh, you know, we're celebrating tonight. So the gang's getting back together. Even one of my buddies uh, from South Carolina has been living there. He's coming back in town because he's from Columbia, Tennessee. And so uh, it's an old school throwdown right there tonight with uh, us and our significant others. And so uh, we're going to cheers and toast to that. That's good.
0: nice. Nice. Uh, my personal good news is last night uh, my wife and I went to the James Arthur concert uh, in the cannery ballroom, which was really fun. We, you know, we, there's a couple songs of his that are really special about our relationship. Uh, so it was back in like, I don't know January or even maybe December when we learned that he was coming to Nashville. So we bought the tickets last night. Was the was the concert? Had a great time. Uh, made some random friends at, there uh, at the concert too. But had a great time and uh, uh, didn't get home too late. But uh, he was great. He was really good. Pretty pretty incredible voice uh, there to hear in person. So that that was my personal good news.
1: Great uh, that that uh, good night out on the town on a Thursday night. Um, I'll wrap this show up with, I, I do think this is, it is a great opportunity to talk about mother's day. Uh, mother's day is I think special to everybody because everybody has a mom, right? That's, I mean, that's the truth, whether you have a relationship or not, but if you do or you don't, you know, I think hug your mom, call your mom, love, love your mom, do everything that you can to make her feel special. And, uh, you know, I say that because my mom passed away a couple of years ago. I'm fortunate enough, you know, when I go to Dallas, my mom is buried in Dallas and I visited her grave, which I which means a lot. And I, I do that every single time that I go to Dallas. And so that's my connection. I love my mom. And, you know, I think when Mother's Day rolls around, it's tough for me because of our connection. But I think it reminds me when I look around at others that have the opportunity to be around their family for Mother's Day, Take that opportunity and call them if you're not with them. Visit them if you have the ability. Because one day, and it's just unfortunate, one day you will not be able to. So I speak from experience, unfortunate experience from that. But that's kind of how I wanted to end this show. Call your mom. Love your mom. Talk to your mom.
0: Very well said. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Talk to you guys later. Appreciate it as always.
1: Adios.